All right, welcome to Sports Injury Central podcast, exiting week five, Monday night football still go, entering towards week six. Lots to talk about this week. Thankfully, there weren't any horrific, horrific injuries. There wasn't the Aaron Rodgers or the Nick Chubb and this, that, the other, but there were a lot of fantasy injuries. The war room was buzzing on Sunday. It seemed like a steady stream of things so a lot to get to here today um jacob's here taylor's here let's do it let's take it away yeah i got some key topics at the top uh, again sick insights is where you can go for the latest info update throughout the day with uh media reports as well but based on our in-game analysis in the war room uh let's start with anthony richardson ac joint they said grade three uh that fit what you saw by video doc but what what does the grades mean what is grade three is that better than grade one is that worse yeah when he, when he first went down on his right shoulder, throwing shoulder, we were saying AC joint. That's a chromioclavicular joint. And you know me, I don't love models and trying to do all this stuff, but the end of the collarbone joint. And the early word was no fracture to the clavicle, which we expected. And the report was x-rays negative, but I believe Tom Pelissaro means x-rays were negative for fracture with word now of a grade three AC joint. And we said in game, it was likely higher grade. It was more than a one, right? It was a two or a three. Of course, three is worse than two. Two is worse than one. Technically, there is a four and a five, but they're very rare. He's getting second opinions. But a grade three shows up on x-ray. You have torn ligaments. AC and CC ligaments are torn with the uh the uh grade three separation two different cc ligaments both torn with a grade three okay typically does not need surgery even though there's a deformity okay uh john elway played through that shoulder throwing injury his whole career and obviously had a great career um is it splitting hairs to say it's a shoulder dislocation with an ac joint it component? is like medically shoulder came out right Medically speaking, it is not a dislocated shoulder. Gotcha. It is not related to a labral tear. It is not a rotator cuff injury. Technically speaking, it's not even the shoulder joint at all. So the nomenclature is AC joint sprain, AC joint injury, or separated shoulder, not dislocated. Gotcha. That's sort of the lay term for it, separated mm-hmm. shoulder. It's part of the shoulder complex. It is not the shoulder ball and socket joint at all, which is why in game we were saying the only possibility of returning to play is to take an injection and numb it and play. Grade threes are harder to inject. Well, I guess they're easier to inject. It's harder to get 100% pain relief. I've had NFL quarterbacks that we inject on their throwing shoulder and return to play. I think we talked about on Twitter only because I had direct HIPAA permission about Drew Brees, where basically all season we mm-hmm. injected his left non-throwing shoulder, and he played. This is in his third year. His was grade three as well. His is, uh, yeah, you know, two-ish, maybe three, but his non-throwing shoulder, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, makes a little bit of a difference. But here's the thing: even if Anthony Richardson could get enough pain relief to play. 
it would be not fair or right to put a rookie quarterback out there without practice. Right. You're not going to inject him to practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and he's in considerable pain. You can't do that. Let's look at what happened to Derek Carr. Derek Carr had an AC joint and was said to be out for multiple weeks. We said, oh, he's got a chance to play. He played the first that next week with an injection but didn't do very well. And this week we think he's going to do a lot better with limited practice and what is it, 34-0, whatever it was yeah. against the, uh, the Patriots. Yeah. He didn't get over 200 again due to maybe situational stuff, but he did look better. Yeah, Well, it looked better, but he got close to 200 yards in, what, two and a half quarters? Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's not too bad. No, not at all. I mean, of course you're going to shut it down at that point, um, AC joint. But I don't know that his was a grade three. And – Carr's a veteran quarterback, admittedly, in a new system. This is why I fully expect Anthony Richardson to hit injured reserve. Four weeks, it's a grade three. Could it be a little bit sooner? It's possible. But I think the likelihood is injured reserve, Gardner Minshew. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because of my fantasy team. We'll get to that <laughs> disaster later, yeah. I'm sure. Quarterback room is decimated. Uh, yeah. It's a whole nother. <laughs> we'll bring that up again later. But in mm-hmm. any case, he's getting second opinions. And there is some word that, you know, people are speculating. I see it. Well, it could be a great four. And if it's a great four and a great five, he could need surgery. That mechanism wasn't a great four, a great mm-hmm. five. They're mm-hmm. very rare. He's getting second opinions. Good for him. Interesting. He's flying down to Texas, apparently, to see a baseball doctor. Look, doctor's a doctor. I get it. And I get why a quarterback with a throwing arm injury would want to see a baseball doctor. They deal with a lot more throwers. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the doctor who did Brock Purdy surgery, who's done very well. So it's a good opinion. But I guarantee you that this baseball doctor in Texas sees a lot more ulnocolloidal ligament-related injuries than any pure NFL doctor, right? Just by the number of throwers and whatever. But I also guarantee you every football doctor has seen more grade three AC joint injuries than a baseball doctor. Yeah, um, I can't imagine there are have been any pitchers that have suffered a grade three AC joint sprain in season uh, not, at all. Not the old days where Nolan Ryan's throwing down with Robin Ventura and tackling him and landing on the shoulder, stuff like that. Yeah, the only way <laughs> Nolan Ryan would have injured his AC joint is, you know, on the headlock of right? He didn't get taken to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, that – I'm not saying the opinion is bad. I'm just saying that – uh, baseball guys don't see a grade three ACs. That's a significant amount of force and uh, it's hundred percent displacement, um, but still no surgery. And look, if he took off his shirt, you could see it with your naked eye. Mm-hmm. Taylor's a big hockey guy and he's got his Phillies thing on, even though I guess hockey season is starting on Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> um, you walk around a hockey locker room and most of the people have a match set. Mm-hmm. Their AC yep. joints from yep. hitting the the boards and the oh. walls are both up, so they mm-hmm. look normal. They're symmetrical. Mm-hmm. But you watch and see. Wait till we get a picture of Anthony Richardson with his shirt off, or you probably can see it through a T-shirt at this point in time. Is that why he was walking to the locker room kind of like off kilter? Yeah, partly because the shoulders droop and also holding it up hurts, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 
And, uh, you know, that's a little bit reaction to the injury, but right. I think it was more the force that I said it's more at least a grade two and it reporting is a grade three. But here's the news. The summary is I think he's going to hit IR. I think it's Gardner Minshew. I don't think he's going to need surgery. He will be as good as new. And let's reiterate, the man is not injury prone. It's not like he's had three straight shoulder injuries. He had a concussion where his head, head hit the turf, a knee contusion that he played through, and now this. What do they have in common? They were all designed running plays. Outside the pocket. They're yeah. all downfield, not just outside the pocket, right. <laughs> downfield when it happens. So he's not injury prone, but maybe the play style of a running quarterback. He is yeah. prone yes. to injury. Yes. Like every player who plays the collision sport of football is somewhat prone to injury yes. <laughs> compared to baseball, which is overuse, right? Anthony Richardson, because he's outside the pocket, makes him more prone to injury. And he extends plays, and he's basically a running back in the field, mm -hmm. and he gets hit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it is. When you really look at it, we've talked a lot about Lamar Jackson. He has been really relatively injury-free, given the amount that he has run, except for the last two the Decembers, volumes, right? Yeah, with yeah. the ankle and yeah. the knee. Uh, Anthony Richardson just takes it even more. Like I find it amusing that Bryce Young's not allowed to do a sneak. They bring in Andy <laughs> Dalton, smile sneak about specialist. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of in, if you want to look, this is hiding behind health. They they're the quarterback sneak play. I get it. Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap. Okay? So he took it out of the playbook. Yeah. Okay, but Bryce Young is much more likely, and Anthony Richardson much more likely to be injured running the ball in the open field than on a sneak. That's just a fact and experience. Now, it may be, and look, if you don't think your quarterback is healthy enough or strong enough to withstand injury on a sneak, then perhaps he shouldn't be your quarterback. But the reality is... What about tall enough? Well, they may say, <laughs> yes. Because he's four they, inches taller, Dalton is. Than and, 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 and I am a big proponent, I've always been, of... Why is the quarterback position sacrosanct for the most part? Like you have your rush specialist, you have your pass coverage specialist, you have your blocking tight end and your, you know, right now you have your first and second down back and you have your third down back, right? Your pass catching back. You, you have all this stuff. Even star wide receivers don't necessarily take every snap. Right. Like I'm a proponent. Maybe you need offensive linemen that are, pass blocking specialist and run blocking specialist and even quarterbacks Deep why, ball specialist why can't you have a quarterback sneak specialist i yeah. mean i would argue a different profile quarterback for third and two or fourth and two or a two-point play than third and 15 right yeah. i mean depending on but it's historical right because quarterbacks the lead of the team they gotta get in the flow call in place but nobody no quarterback calls plays anymore i mean yeah. they're all radioed in well speaking and, of calling plays up cam newton's a free agent shouldn't, shouldn't a team um <laughs> necessarily sign him specifically just no. for sneaks and goal line not for the asking price when i think he I, told well, the jets it was like four yeah. and a half million. I, I, I was actually disappointed <laughs> when tim tebow signed with the patriots mm -hmm. i thought belichick would be able to somehow use him use Tays him Taysom hill him if, and, if that's and, a verb <laughs> Yeah, even even more so. I mean, mm -hmm. look on 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 a two point play. Wouldn't you rather have Tim Tebow versus yeah. some traditional pocket person? Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to go Maybe down there. Him. <laughs> Matt Cassell, Jimmy G, all the. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The bottom line is yeah. is the specialization is interesting there. 
yeah for, and it's they're for, not using it for that position for yeah. me but but for the time being like maybe i'll actually have a quarterback for a couple of weeks yeah my scott fishbowl my one and only fantasy <laughs> my my son's killing it in his little student yeah. kid league but embarrassing <laughs> embarrassing in admission this is why i say i'm not a fantasy expert i'm an injury expert but injuries have killed me uh and bye weeks and this that the other my starting quarterback this week guess who i am winning with this week i'm gonna win this week or your we'll scottish yeah yeah and my starting quarterback is oh yeah deshaun watson on bye right drum roll yeah taylor heineke Oh yeah. <laughs> who who played zero snaps? There, there <laughs> was I, I could have put in Gardner Minshew, but I was like, uh, Desmond Ritter hasn't been doing well. Maybe he gets yanked. I had nobody. There's nobody available nope. in, in in the in the Scott Fish Bowl. And there's no trades. So I started Taylor Heineke with a big goose egg. Gardner Minshew's on my roster. I'm gonna have to elevate him. And then Deshaun Watson should play, but it's embarrassing that. I'm going to luck out maybe and win this week. Let me ask you a, a real fantasy question so you guys are fantasy guys. Okay, I'm ahead by four points with Monday Night Football still to go. My opponent, um, he's who normally, I think he's had a super down week this week. He normally kills it. Um, team What's Gibbs FF. Okay, anyways, he's really good, I think. In his record, he's way better than me. I'm terrible right now. But I had Aaron Rodgers too, by the way. Yeah, right. you're so, super so, flex so, with no quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, super flex with no quarterbacks. How's that? So, anyways, Taylor Heineke was my starting quarterback, and I didn't even have another quarterback. I played another uh, player in the in the super flex league, and then I'm up by four points. He has no players left. I have Luke Musgrove. Is this a situation I should just bench Luke Musgrove in case he fumbles or something and Two loses fumbles negative? It would be four, I think. Yeah. So is this uh -huh. a situation where when you play cornhole and you have the last bag and you just throw the bag nowhere near the board because you, you don't want to go wanna, over the twenty-one? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you don't either want to go over the twenty-one or you don't want to knock one of your people out, yeah. one of your own bags off because yep. you're not that good. Yeah. Just you just throw it off to the side and take the points. Should I just bench Luke Musgrove? Is that even legal? I've seen it's it hundred percent legal. legal. Yes. legal. It's just like um, <laughs> it's in base, go, to, go to baseball on Sunday. If you have an ERA and you have pitchers in, and you don't want your ERA to go down, and you're winning, and he has nobody, you just don't you bench all your pitchers. And you know, well, I'm just asking for fun. <laughs> a too much pride. I'm not going to do it. If I'm going to lose because of that, I'll lose because of that. <laughs> B I don't even manage my team that much. So it's the, I was gonna say the only thing, only counter argument is I can make is it might screw you up in standings if it's by points fielded. That might get you over another team with the same record. Oh, I, so, yeah, if it gets to that nitty gritty, that, yeah. yeah. I, I'm yes. not gonna do it. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> this would be I've 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 scored one point this year because I was over the median in, ter in terms of points, but this would be the first week that we have a winning legit team. win. No. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, the first three years. I've done well. Won the league a couple of years. I've always made the playoffs. We're on the division, not league, division. It's a big league. Um, this year I made the mistake of, not a mistake. I talked to Adam Azer and right on a podcast and we were talking about it. I said, I feel like I'm the Marty Schottenheimer. I make it to the playoffs, but I don't win. So this year I started drafting more for boom rather than. Kadarius Tony. 
<laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> boom, and there's been some busts, right? I mean, I've drafted for boom to try and go somewhere, and uh, it's it's costing me the, the regular season. Well, we've had injuries for years on your team, Stocks. This is the first year where you've lost a quarterback week one, and then you have no quarterbacks week four. That's never happened to you before. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard for anybody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> We're having fun. But yes, Taylor Heineke, saviors this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yes. That'll be interesting for the Colts. Good timing to get John the Taylor back. And it was all... My- all Zach that they're both not on this no on the field together. Like everybody's yeah. expecting Taylor and Richardson to be together, and they were for like two it's like two quarters. Six yeah. carries for yeah. Taylor, 23 for Zach Moss. He had a heck of a day, 165, two touchdowns. So now just to round off on Jonathan Taylor, we've been saying a long time, hiding behind health, whether it was the back, not the back, the ankle, not the ankle. I said, look, his ankle's fine. He's full health healthy. So why didn't he get more carries and do more? Well, no one wants to sign. It was always about the contract. He got his contract. Mm-hmm. You're going to push him to a bunch of carries and have him pull up with a hamstring the first week back acclimation right. injury yeah. after you gave him the big contract, especially if Zach Moss was running well. No. So that's where it is. I mean, ultimately Jonathan Taylor is fully healthy and as he gets acclimated to the season, he'll get his carries. And, you know, obviously with Zach Moss with the hot hand, you almost want to ride that too. So it made it easier. Now, if, if Zach Moss wasn't doing as well, Maybe uh, Jonathan Taylor ends up with a dozen carries, right. but he wasn't getting 20. I mean, Moss had over 150 yards, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. He had a huge game. So, yeah, it was it was easy for them to go away from Taylor that game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, neck injuries. I got three kind of different ones. We'll go into Daniel Jones in depth a little bit later, but Daniel Jones, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Chandler Zavala, the left guard for the Panthers. Uh, Zavala, good news on him is just Stinger. He's released from the hospital, taken home. Why does. Zavala go off on a spine board versus Daniel Jones walk to the locker room, Leighton Van Der Esch walk to the locker room. What, what are the mechanics of that? Maybe it's too in the weeds, but well, it's just interesting that the difference of those. From the war room, we actually have a better view. Okay, let me go you through the mechanics. From our view, I was not critical of, but a little surprised they went full sp- spine board in the whole thing. If you look at the replay. First of all, you're talking about. First of all, it yeah. doesn't look like a lot. Okay, and didn't look like a particularly dangerous one, but always better safe than sorry. But if you're the team physician running out onto the field and the player says, I jammed my neck or something happened and I feel tingling in my arm or arms, uh, spine board immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. no one's going to. Uh, let me look at the video. Was that a particular dangerous one yeah, or no, this? That, yeah. the other? Just no. call it. Just call it. You're yeah. like spine board, right? Yeah. Better safe than sorry. So I get why they did it. I am not at all critical of that. But it never, thankfully, looked like anything bad. Turns out it was a stinger. It can mimic temporary symptoms down the arm, and uh, I think he's in the best case scenario versus all of these. The worst case scenario. I think, and the biggest worry for me is Leighton Vanderish. He dropped in the draft and came in with neck issues. He had a neck surgery early, and mm-hmm. we said at that point in his NFL career, the next one, and he could be done. Two-level fusions aren't cleared to play in the NFL. I'm not saying his career is done. I'm saying the way that he was unluckily hit and jammed his head neck into Mika Parsons unlucky play is one of danger not directly for paralysis but if that makes a herniated disc worse etc 
and he were to need another surgery, if it were his first one, he could still come back. The that's why he wears that. Yes, right, yeah. he had a, he had a called, stinger yeah. in 2019 that forced him to miss some time too. So he's had with the, the draft stuff; it's lingered throughout his career. If I were a Cowboy fan, I would be more worried right now about Leighton Vanderish than the lopsided loss last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm going forward that's what i would be worried about daniel jones the news seems to be where we had it which is i get everyone was scared that he said it was like his 2021 it felt like that and that week 12 injury ended his season Mm -hmm. with the compression injury and maybe discs and some stenosis this was a totally different mechanism of injury and we didn't really see a lot here hyperextension whiplash yeah, and then early news is optimism, and right. he could play next week. We're not ready to say that yet for sure. Got to see how stiff he is, and you don't want to mess around with the neck, but never saw this as the same thing as the 2021 or season ending. And, heck, maybe it's smart to take a week off. He's taken, what, 16 Six, sacks? 16 in sacks in two, two games. And in, in, in one and a half games, he only played yeah. half of this mm-hmm. game, and he's taken – so he's taken 16 sacks in six quarters. Not so sustainable. <laughs> in six quarters, you probably only have 16 possessions, right. not even. <laughs> so he's been sacked more than once a possession. I mean, that's and that's not counting hits. That's just pure sacks. Right. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I got to jump in forward to the coach speak. We'll get back to it a little later, but. Uh, Brian Dable said optimistic for Jones this week. Uh, going back to Saquon, who missed week five with the high ankle. This is Dable two days after uh, the Saquon high ankle sprain. I'm not saying he's out yet. He's a quick healer. I'm not saying he's in out. We're going to take it all the way up to Thursday, uh, but he feels a lot better today. So That's like a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in out. He might <laughs> but, be. But, but here's the great <laughs> thing yeah. as you look at Coach Dable and a lot of coaches. Inherently. Coaches don't like to lie, right. but they do have to do the coach speak in the game. So read, read between, read, read the quote again, and I'll go true, untrue. Okay, this <laughs> is neutral. Okay, the meter. Okay, uh, Dave. Well, I'm not saying he's out yet. True, true. He doesn't have to say he's out he yet. No, he doesn't have to declare. Yeah, okay, yeah. he's a quick healer. Sure, debatable. Um, well, sure, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll do a little middle one. You're, you're, you're in the one. NFL. Yeah. You're all yeah. quick okay, healers. Okay. okay, I'm not saying he's in slash out. True. Yeah, true. He's not in or out. Not yet. a lie at all. <laughs> We're gonna take it all the way up to Thursday. Sure, because they don't have to tell you before that. Yeah. Until but the he, ninety minutes. Sure. True. <laughs> but he feels a lot better today. Okay. That's probably true. true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't lie. He didn't, it's coach speak. I'm not calling them liars. Yeah. That's coach speak. You're like, asking him to give an update. He's giving the update. I mean, even yeah. the team ordinary ankle sprain didn't lie an ordinary high ankle sprain the same kind he had in 2019 three games missed after a right high ankle sprain and what did he just miss week five a third game yeah do i think he's playing next week i do i think and that's next why week he didn't go on ir because they thought he would return in less than four games i, I think he's playing next mm-hmm. week now is his six score in the 90s probably not well, I'll, I'll talk about too the reason maybe also that he Jones might you know it'd be hard for him to come, like play this week is the offensive line. There's so many different issues. Would it be beneficial to play him with this offensive line a mess? He might get hurt again, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the uh, maybe a run game helps the offensive line. Yeah, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. a little bit of misdirection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. running the ball more, right? Jones was. Now, yeah. now, what time did the 
Chargers play next week? What time the Giants play? I still have a chance of being right where Eckler plays before <laughs> Barkley. I forgot about well, that. Giants are, the, the... Giants are the Sunday night game, so I guarantee you. Oh, there we go. Oh, yes. I'm going to be right. Perfect. Eckler <laughs> plays before Barkley. That's what I've been saying for a couple of weeks. I forgot about the Chargers oh. week five. Vibe, oh, I don't know. So. Bar- no, Barkley is the, the Sunday night game and Eckler is the Monday game. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. around there. Sorry. All right. There, Doc. Didn't scroll all the way you down. You saw Chargers so. all the way at the end. You're like, yes. <laughs> I'm wrong, man. You know, I think they both are playing this week. That's uh, good news for fantasy owners, but <laughs> yes. bad news for Doc's timeline on, on both of them. <laughs> One so. off. He had four people in there. <laughs> uh, let's get to some more big names and we'll kind of tie in some turf stuff. Uh, Justin Jefferson slipped on the uh, turf. Uh, same game as Travis Kelsey. Pulled a hamstring. Uh, Kelsey had the ankle slip. Ended up coming back to the game with it taped. Not a hang ankle by video. And then a different game, Emmanuel Mosley coming back from his left ACL. Actually, a year to the day uh, before his ACL tear, he tears, tears the other side on turf. So That's sad. There's a lot, lot of turf <laughs> discussions going in there. But go one by one. Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Emmanuel Mosley. We'll do Jefferson and Kelsey together mm-hmm. since it was on the same field. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of comments that I found interesting. That there was, oh, there's only four stadiums left with slit film turf. Four is a lot because there's different types of, of – <laughs> it's not like there were 16 of the stadiums that started with slit film. Right. I think it was like five or six, mm-hmm. and there's been some move away. But U.S. Bank Stadium, yeah, <clears throat> the Vikings. Yeah. Slit film turf. The worry about turf for higher injuries is better footing. Better footing for quicker cuts, but better footing for your foot sticking in the ground and then getting the list rank, the turf toe, the Achilles, the ACL, the, the quote, pseudo-catastrophic long-term injury, uh, the high ankle, getting your foot stuck in the ground. Mm-hmm. Grass has always been more of a risk for hamstrings, rolled ankles, poor footing injuries. Solid footing injuries have been worse on turf in general. This is where I disagree with the NFL a little bit and I do side with the players, that overall, if you count total number of injuries, they indeed might be the same. But if you're counting the more severe injuries and the types of injuries, statistically, it's more on turf. However, the two injuries in Minnesota on the slip film turf seem like pseudograss poor footing injuries. JJ's hamstring? And Travis Kelsey's rolled ankle. Everybody remembers the Mike Williams ACL tear in week three. That was on the Minnesota Vikings turf. That's why there, there's a little bit of angst, I guess. Yeah. Well, as we all know, <laughs> it happens on turf. It happens on grass. Right. The bottom line is those two injuries, Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey, seem to almost be the footing wasn't good enough. More if the footing was yeah. good. For Travis Kelsey, he maybe makes that cut and his ankle doesn't roll. If footing was good for Justin Jefferson, maybe he doesn't slip, doesn't get the hamstring. So that was a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm. Mosley, look, unfortunately, Detroit home game, turf, tears his ACL almost exactly a year to the day. Other side, there is definitely a propensity when you tear one ACL to tear the other. And that certainly is a factor. The turf... It looked like he slipped a little bit, and we were hoping that the slip would help save him, but apparently it was not enough, and he tore his ACL. So that's just too bad for him. 
Yeah, big blow to that defense. Uh, two additions, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Mosley, both out for the season. I forget what uh, Gard- was Gardner-Johnson a peck tear? I'm trying to remember. Peck, yeah. Peck. yeah. So not, not turf-related, but two big blows to that defense. Continue with the overs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, get some more fantasy names real quick. We already touched on uh, Barkley and Eckler, but I uh, want to read our new uh, new promo, uh, the Injury Edge. It's uh, basically a one-stop shop for all your matchups, um, all the NFL matchups and the injury advantages. Uh, we're giving it away for free this week. The promo code is SICPOD. That's sick pod. You type that in and you get a free week of the injury edge and sick data. So that includes all the field views, all the scores, uh, what we use to make our weekly picks, our five weekly picks, um, as well as prop numbers and all that stuff. So cool addition to the website. Uh, check that out, SICscore.com. Again, that promo code is SICPOD. Uh, let's get to one that kind of flew under the radar on Sunday. Devin A. Chan uh, had a heck of, heck of a game again. Kind of seems like he's... Uh, Competing with Mostert for that job, they got the one-two punch of Mostert. He's leading the league in rushing. Leading so. the league in rushing, yeah. Yeah. 80, I think he had yeah. a seventy-two yard run yesterday for a touchdown. So big game for him, but exited kind of third quarter, uh, rolled up on, seemed like right ankle. Uh, what's his outlook going forward, Doc? Well, by the way, you, I didn't realize he was leading the league in rushing. My my son, after that one big outing, he got a trade offer for Stefan Diggs, and I for. For a chance, straight up. For a chance, straight up, and I said, "Take it." I still mm-hmm. think you take that. Okay, <laughs> so he took it, and the kid rescinded it. So apparently, oh. the kid didn't offer it in the well, whatever it was, this ESPN platform, yeah. platform. He just said to him verbally, "Do you want to trade?" Ugh. And he said, "Okay." And so he put it in, and the kid then changed his mind because he wanted to trade. <laughs> I said, Davis, don't respond until they put it in right. writing. Don't yeah. even don't consider show your car- it. Yeah, don't show your cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good business lesson right there, yeah. <laughs> but in any case. McCaffrey overtook him last night, so he's second. But, yeah, still okay. top, of the, top of the league, yeah. So bottom line is there weren't any beat reporters on it because he was still there on the sideline. Game was out of hand. Yeah. Game was out of hand, but. By video, this is a similar high ankle, not foot planted, similar to what Eckler got. Now, is he going to miss the same amount of time as Eckler? I'm not saying that. Um, Eckler may have been a little bit contractually related too. But in any case, I think that it is a mild high ankle. So uh, I think at this point, you know, it remains to be seen how much he can play through. I don't think it's an IR injury. But I do lean towards him missing some time. Yeah, week 10 bye, so not for a while. I think the over-under is (laughs) (laughs) 2.5. It's a good good number. Uh, Two other interesting ones. Mike Evans uh, picked up a hamstring week four. He had the bye week to rest that. Um, They played Detroit in week six, uh, who also have Jameer Gibbs propped up with a hamstring injury on Friday, missed the game. Any chance either one of those play or both of them? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, Mike Evans has played through hamstring and other injuries before and used his veteran guile to get open, and uh, I don't think you can expect the same production if if he doesn't. I mean, Aaron Jones tonight is still a little iffy to play with his Detroit hamstring. secondary, though, isn't it? Isn't it be good for Evans, though. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, we, we just talked about Justin Jefferson. For a speed player, Jamar Gibbs, Justin Jefferson, you name it, there's no such thing as a one-week hamstring. Right. I don't care how mild it is. No such thing. So if Justin Jefferson's active next week, should people have them in the lineup? 
Or is that decoy? Look, I don't know. if I have Justin Jefferson, <laughs> I guess he's, he's never not in the lineup. You yeah. gotta play <laughs> yeah. him, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't pay nine thousand dollars in DFS, DFS for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and props uh, he might week. be going under if he plays too. Yeah. He has a certain number. Yeah, nah, that's a good point. Uh, t- Thursday matchup is Denver uh, against KC. I think it's in KC. Uh, so two key ones for that: Javante Williams missed this week with a hip. I guess they call it quad. Eventually, hip flexor quad. Similar region, right? Uh, so we'll see if he can go this week. And then Travis Kelsey returning to the game with that ankle. Is there any residual swelling we're worried about? Uh, Javante Williams, given the ACL and LCL, which he's done well from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's two factors where he will not play this week. Number one, hip flexor quad, proximal quad is hip flexor, whatever. Uh, what's in a name? Uh, I don't think he plays. Not only because it's Thursday, not only because he's still not 100% from his knee, you don't want him to get worse. And uh, there's another reason, too. Kid by the name of McLaughlin. Jaleel McLaughlin, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, haunting my Pierine pickup. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. They're, I don't see uh, Javante Wills playing. On the other hand, Travis Kelsey will pardon the pun, make a swift recovery to play on Thursday. I'm not, I'm not pardoning that pun, by the way. But. <laughs> uh, I've heard all, I saw the shake it offs and this, yeah. That, yes. the other. Bottom line is it's an inversion ankle sprain. Tape it and go. Yes. It could swell more overnight. Yes. He's may miss some practice. It's Travis Kelsey. He got better. I, statistically yeah. after the yeah, yeah. Sprain. Uh, <laughs> same amount of catches but more yards and a touchdown i thought it was great the the clip that you tweeted doc of him trying to sneak in the game and the coach is catching him <laughs> that's that's where their their kids a little bit <laughs> but uh unfortunately a busy week for uh for fantasy injuries patrick mahomes left ankle injury didn't even rate we're not even so that that is a is that gonna be a factor going into thursday he did have a slight uh slight, inversion left Earlier this season, inversion right. Last mm-hmm. season was a high ankle right. I just mean, Steph Curry ankles, right? <laughs> he just rolls them everywhere and keeps going. Mahomes magic. Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't <laughs> see there being much of an issue with him. Still get outside the pocket, still make cuts, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know who? It's not a perfect analogy. But I'm going to say this, and you're gonna, you might laugh at me. You're gonna, when I say it, you're going to say, what? Patrick Mahomes, in some ways, reminds me of Antonio Gates. You're okay. going to say, what? A tight end? <laughs> you're going to have to explain <laughs> yourself here, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Gates was amazing. When you watched him run, you didn't think he was moving fast. Yet he was, and he made a lot of players miss. Yep. Not with great dance moves, not like... Bijan Robinson, you know, Madden game crossover on a dime. It was just like he was so smooth and effortless that people didn't get the angle on him, didn't, and he was they were they were sneaky fast. Patrick Holmes the same way. When he's moving, I don't think of him as fast. Daniel Jones is straight line faster, Mm -hmm. I think, at least looks that way. He looks like he's barely trying, yet he's fast and somewhat elusive mm-hmm. that's the comparison by just the naked eye you'd say oh that guy's not running that fast but everyone misses him mm-hmm. and he gets around the corners and <clears throat> that's that's patrick mahomes that was antonio gates that i witnessed for a long time 
Did that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, no. so I will take that. I didn't think yeah. we'd uh, we'd get to Patrick Mahomes Antonio Gates comparison at any point <laughs> this season. So but we're here and it makes sense. <laughs> Got our uh, two calls of the week. Good call. Start with that one. Jamar Chase over six and a half catches. Ended up with 19 targets, 15 catches, 192 and three touchdowns. Do you double your money if you get double the prop? I think it works. Tied, tied the franchise record <laughs> for single game catches too. Yes. Can you talk about why we like catches over yards or any other props related to the chase? Well, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow off the injury report doesn't mean 100%. Oh, I'm I'm really better now. I'm good. He's 100%. It's not just, it just doesn't work that way. This is a July 27th calf. You saw the wrap. You saw the stuff on the sidelines. Again. Still working on it yet. He moved better. He's sure, but he's scrambled. not 100%. He scrambled. He <laughs> one had time. One time. Run for 10 yards. Yeah. One time. If you had his under because you thought he wasn't going to run, you'd be kind of upset. He's better. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> dangerously low. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, but he's not 100%. So, yeah, he ended up taking, opening up a little bit. But the reason why I think in the room, as we talked about it, catches more than yards. Normally, you don't worry about yards with Jamar Chase. In this case, you didn't worry about anything with mm. yards or catches. But, Felt like there were going to be some more shotgun quick ball out moments. And, you know, you can, this is where six and a half seemed better than the yards. In the end, we didn't need to worry about either. It yeah. was good. It was, we were thinking about the, the dicking and dunking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just came out. Mike McDaniel said, uh, Devin at Chan, A-Chan. A-Chan is dealing with a knee injury, not ankle. So is this yeah. MCL ankle or is this, uh, maybe? Yeah. I mean, the way he was rolled up on, um, and is on the ground, you know, we all know high ankle and, and MCL are paired. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think he's going to miss some time, but not IR. Less not than IR. Yeah, we'll get some more angles on that, but sick insights is where that'll be. We'll track his practice report this week, all that good stuff. So and and he may have a little bit of both. He's citing the knee, which is fine. I mm-hmm. mean, you only have to. I mean, uh, you just have to cite a body part, and uh, you can have more than one body part. Karen Armstead usually has four <laughs> on the injury report. Yes. Yeah. Don't kick a guy while he's out. Yeah, sorry, he's <laughs> out right now. No, I'm sorry, on. I forgot the rules, man. <laughs> uh, bad call of the week. OBJ over 23 and a half yards thought the number was low End up four targets, two catches for 13 yards. He had that early IV. That was kind of an odd one, like five minutes into the game after his first catch. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I mean, I get, he hasn't played a lot this season and don't be dissing my guy. No, Uh, (laughs) I text him. (laughs) We were behind him. We were supporting him this week. We were, I know, but I thought it was strange that the IV came so quickly. And mm-hmm. so early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that the game was overly hot in Pittsburgh or something. Maybe he's been sick all week or something and depleted on electrolytes. Would they have had know. to put on the injury report? No. Okay. <laughs> Not if he's playing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's no question. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a question, he might play or something. I mean, there's degrees of. You could have put ankle slash illness on the injury report. He was ankle all week, limited, limited, and full, I think. Yeah, the bottom line is I just thought the timing was weird that it was early. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a good explanation. And you got enough, I mean. The targets, if you catch all four, I mean, you're getting 23. You would think three catches for him, you get true. 23 yeah. yards. But when we took his future, I don't think we th- expected Nelson Aguilar to out-target him in week four, week five. So He's does not out, even looking good doing it. Yeah, <laughs> Out-drop him. Yes. <laughs> I, I should have done that. I didn't say that. And it is funny. Aguilar <laughs> caught four of his five targets, but that one drop was key. That's the one you remember. That's annoying. Yeah. Yes, he caught four to five, just the I, one. <laughs> uh, let me explain a comment. I was 
a little tongue in cheek on Twitter. And I get the comments that Lamar made in total, if you listen to the whole thing, Mm -hmm. are not as bad as, I'm paraphrasing, you'll get it exactly from me. We don't expect our players to drop balls, drop passes. Yeah, drop drop passes. I get if you listen to the whole context of his answer, he's not fully pointing the season, pointing, you know, the finger per se. You're a quarterback. Everything you say gets picked apart. And that's kind of what I said, or throw bad picks or fumble or whatever. But you, you you just don't do that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's all I was saying. It just – he it probably caught off guard and out of context, and it was probably okay. But that soundbite obviously is not great to say we don't expect – look, now maybe he did say, and I don't expect to throw picks either, right? I mean, right. maybe he yeah, did in the full context. The part, oh, yeah. But it's just – I don't know. Um, it's like the Justin Fields. Remember when he was blaming the coaches? Sometimes it just doesn't sound great until maybe you hear more, but still like the little bites aren't great alone you would think that you'd get i mean and there is some, something called player speak right yeah i mean there is you know talking about i need to do more you know right to do more it was my fault or i take responsibility for yell, this. At, every, yell at everybody when you're yelling at one person yeah <laughs> i mean look uh i don't care if your offensive line you know got you sacked eight times so i gotta make better reads and get the ball out better you know mm-hmm. i mean there is player speak yeah. even though inside you're like guys wtf yeah, I, mean, right. I, don't, I don't know if anybody would believe daniel jones if he said that right now <laughs> 16 times oh i'm blaming off the line if, yeah. like if i want to but i don't think he is yeah well it's it's difference of having and we do it here too i mean candid conversations about how we should rate someone or how she would handle a situation you know when you're breaking down film and deciding what to do and and for the week i mean yeah i think you can have very frank conversations inside the room mm-hmm. but outside the room you need to have a unified yeah. voice that's pointing fingers publicly only gets you so far yeah yeah i don't know if he was pointing fingers right. but i could see how people would interpret as such and that's yeah, it's i tough. wasn't going against lamar i'm a big lamar fan i mean <clears> like i said he's been way less injured than people think he has been for the amount of times that he's run now it's tough for players too. I mean, big big division of game came up short, and now when you're on the podium, what like 15 minutes later, half hour later, so maybe yeah. some frustration leaking over. Uh, sticking in that division, we'll go to coach speak. Tevin, Kevin Stefanski talking about Deshaun Watson's chances uh, to play this week against the Niners. He declined to say he was optimistic that uh, Deshaun Watson will face the Niners. Said he's day to day, working hard, getting better. Uh, he's not going to practice today as part of his rehab, and it's too early to say if he's he's playing through that shoulder injury. Look, uh, I mean, I would think that he's playing, but, uh, you know, it was a shoulder contusion and now they had the bye week. And I'm not saying this because of my Scott Fish and I want two quarterbacks <laughs> for the Superflex. We but, do, though. But the bottom line is, look, Kevin Stefanski said in his own words that Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play in week four. He said that at a press conference. Yep. But he didn't feel like he could. So I don't think he was throwing Deshaun Watson under the bus, but you can see how if you parallel that to the Lamar Jackson comment, I mean, you could say, you know, it could be interpreted a different way. Yeah, I think what he was saying was medically we thought he was going to go and medically he was cleared to go and we counted on him going. But, you know, you have to trust your quarterback when he tells you that he doesn't feel like he can. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what he was saying. He was actually being honest and explaining it. Maybe Lamar Jackson was being honest. We don't expect our players to drop passes. That's an honest yeah, comment. That's an honest yeah, comment, yeah. but <laughs> just you know the optics yeah. of it. I, I think he's going to play. I mean, if not, I think you're going to have quite the firestorm in Cleveland. So you're telling me your starting quarterback was cleared to play two weeks ago, didn't play in the week four game, had the bye, and now is not going to play week six. I think it's egregious yeah. if you don't play after the bye. That just the other one's just like, I, all right, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to be shocked if right. he doesn't play. Uh, jump into the Sunday night match of the Giants Bills. It's going to be an interesting one. A lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, but leads into our beast of the week, Matt Milano. Unfortunate injury, uh, broken broken leg. I don't know if they said specifically the bone, but did walk off with assistance after after getting rolled up on in London. So amazing that he was able to make it off the field, not get carded. You think a, it's going to be tibial bone. plateau, Doc? That look. Let me let you in on a secret. The London games. I mean, it's early for us, six thirty mm. in the morning. But I can tell you, and I don't know the facts. I can tell you. There are fewer cameras for London games than Sunday night football. <laughs> Sunday night football always comes up with the right replay angle. Yep. Milano, we did in a pile rolled up on on his right knee, MCL at least. And what would pair with that is tibial plateau. And they had some sort of air cast splint indicating thigh, yeah. Uh, yeah. potential fracture. But he did walk off. So for that, I guess we have to give him the beast of the week. Absolutely. I think I told the story once before. We had a player who uh, on the field hurt his knee and uh, examined him. He's like, Doc, what do I have? I said, well, let's just get you off the field. Use the cart. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you think I have? I said, well, I don't have x-ray vision. No, no, no. What do you think I have? I go, I think you have a lateral tibial plateau fracture. And it's like, what? How could you tell without an exit? I was like, uh, you, you asked. And, and, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. And he, and he actually said to me, uh, no, no, let me walk off the field. And we did help him, arms around us, and right. walked him off the field. It ended up being his last NFL active play. And to this day, he has thanked me and said, thanks for letting me walk off the field. What turned out to be my last play. I don't. I didn't want to get carted off. Mm-hmm. But Matt Milano just got up and started going right, and uh, turned out to be some sort of fracture as well as the MCL. So we'll give him the beast of the week. He is a beast there. I, I think because it's so injury related. My runner up was uh, uh, Gerald Warren. Oh, Jalen Warren. Jalen yeah, Gerald yeah, Jalen. Jalen Warren, a Pittsburgh running back who hurdled a player. It's the smallest guy in the field. <laughs> But he <laughs> hurdled the player, mm-hmm. which is certainly one skill set. Yes. And then he stiff-armed the next guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's his athleticism. He small guy jumps over somebody. The next play, he Derrick Henry stiff-arms the guy. That was pretty good, too. But we still have to give it to Matt Milano as the beast of the week. And look, his season is done. Don't know if he's going to need surgery or not. Sometimes you do on that. Either way, I don't see him returning this season. And, um, you know, he goes out as the beast of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough blow for Buffalo. Lose Tredavious White, and then Matt Milano, and possibly Daquan Jones. That's all three. Oh, left. Daquan Jones is gone. Yeah. Uh, he, he, by video, he tore his pec tendon. He's going to need surgery. Three months. 
he can make a J.J. Watt return late season playoffs maybe, but for the rest of the regular season, he's done. That's all three levels of their defense, linebacker, yeah. cornerback, secondary, and then the, the D-line. We'll see if that cancels out the Giants' offensive line issues. At least they get a, hard, a hard mini break do. a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, A.J. Espinosa made himself some money. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> He was a high draft pick, and he finally he looks like he's ready to go. Uh, I mean, uh, Greg who? Greg Rousseau? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he looked insane, yes. Yeah, and he had a foot issue, so mm-hmm. that was another one on the D-line already mm-hmm. uh, for the Bills. Uh, Bob Miller did get an assist in his first game in London, but definitely limited snaps. Didn't expect him to be 100% coming back from that He ACL, was definitely so. sitting more than, yes, playing, yes. But first game back after activating week one, it, it's hard to do a lot, right? I did a underdogs pick uh prop parlays that are legal in california mm-hmm. and i think i had what was it a six way to get to 20x payout or whatever it is on there it was mm-hmm. a five or six way i forget whatever it is to get the 20x you know what i do i just play around sometimes <laughs> and i thought i had two free ones and one was the whatever the value thing of, of the day was oh, the right. like the point five or whatever yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dak Prescott yards or something, the freebie that the yeah. promotion gives you. By the way, if you sleeper underdog price picks, if you use the promo code SIC, they do matching bonuses and, and whatever. So use the promo code, code. And the key is it is legal in a lot of states where gambling isn't like California. And um, my other freebie was no offense, Von Miller, love you, but no sacks uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to me those are i got two legs you know yeah. free i didn't get the whole uh 20 to 1 payout I missed by one but whatever i mean uh, it it's it, it helps when you know you got two freebies in there. yeah no that's good <laughs> they did put them on the left side give them the healthy outside leg so yeah they just wasn't going to get enough opportunities to to get there and to uh to get a snack a sack and i think the number was, was 0.5 and so could he get half a sack and I still push it? You still push, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching Sports Injury Central podcast on the Believe Network and more information to come this week and throughout the week at SICscore.com.